podcast uh, I Went to Film School, a podcast about film school and life after film school. Our guest this week is Braden Brickner. Braden, you want to stop staring at me and uh, say something there? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, ga- uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gather around. We're going to talk about uh, my stories. Yeah. Gather yeah. around. Gather around the campfire. Yeah. As Braden does his NPR impressions. Mm, yeah, <laughs> gather around. I've got some tales to... To spit <laughs> some 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 whales like, to weave. I some. like how I like how you took the time to come up with a proper word for that. You didn't just say it. You like stared at us for a couple minutes. And yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Braden, you're uh, we're, tell us where do you go to film school? Well, you know, I'm probably the first, and I hope I hold this record for like hundreds of episodes uh, that went to two separate film schools. Oh shit! We got a double fucking major on our hands. Double film school. Double. I didn't. It's double, not a double whammy. Major. Oh, I know. I, the minute I said it out loud, I, double major. Am I smart? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just okay. Like, sorry. So wow, Braden went news. to two film schools. Yeah, I think you will hold that. You hold that record now, Braden. Most film schools. One guest. What is this? Episode three. Yeah. Episode I'm honored three. <laughs> you should be. Don't say it sarcastically. Be honored. I'm also the oldest. Guest. Yeah, you are. What are I you, just like, want to flaunt my age. Uh, 43. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm 27. Okay, that's old enough, bud. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm within kissing distance of 28, just oh, for the record. Ew. God, why did you describe it? Like, within <laughs> kissing distance? That's how, I'm, that's how anyone asks me my age. I'm just going to say I'm within kissing distance of the next age. Like, the well, no, next like, over old I'm going to be. My birthday comes up in, like, a month and a half, so. No. So that's kissing Two distance months. for you? Yeah. Two months, yeah. I'm also I'm a I'm a December baby. So. When's your birthday, Braden? December one four. Ooh, where's I'm yours? December twelfth. Oh Ooh. shit! Same yeah, week sometimes. <laughs> Off by like what? However many fucking you? What are you? What year were you born in then? Ninety one. Ninety six. Yeah, I know, Moss. Uh, well, not everyone, not all of our loyal two listeners. Boys. Yeah, all 35 of them. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I hope it's more at this point. Um. So yeah, Braden. So which two film schools did you go to? <laughs> well. Out of high school, I got into the Southern Alberta Institute of Technology in their film and video program, which is in Calgary. And that's a diploma because it's like a polytechnic or college or whatever the hell, like a tech school. So I got a diploma from that. How many years was that program? Two. Okay. (laughs) So I would have been... Yeah, so I got out of that and then started working in the industry and then... uh, so doing what? Bing, you, you, you want to go into some detail here? The podcast is called "I Went to Film School," not yeah. I. just like a, not Hold the abridged version of I this. I have shit. a life. Hold on, right here. you got you got out of film school and you started just working in the industry. I don't understand. That's not fair. You can't just do that. Yeah, no one gets to do that. You, no have, to, to, do, you, have, you have to. You have to be s- unemployed for fifteen years. Well, yeah. you know, when you go out west, there's opportunities. Oh, oh somebody went out everywhere. west. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow, somebody who's smart geographically. Hollywood and North over here. Okay. Took a note okay, from Fivel, and I went west. No, actually, I went south. Fivel. Fivel. There's no cats in America. <laughs> Stop! Are you gonna start saying there's no? There's no cats. I, I I can't even remember much. I know that's. Oh, I know the two. Fivel's big mouse dad. Did you just call him Fivel? F- whatever. What is Fivel? Fivel. Fivel. Whatever. Fucking anti semite. Like. <laughs> Braden, um, that's actually Braden's favorite movie of all time is Fievel Goes West. I did own it on VHS and I did watch it a bunch. I have maybe only seen the first one like once. The first one is like a fucking masterpiece, though. 
Yeah, but so is Five Goes West. No, an American Tale. I mean, tale. the Mirage scene. Yeah, an Amer- American Tale, Whoa, Five Goes West. There's a Mirage scene. I haven't even seen Five Goes West. There's a scene where instead of fighting with weapons, they use their face to fight and to intimidate. And it's literally an entire sequence all about like a dog sheriff convincing right. you to be the toughest. This Sorry, I just I also watched <laughs> this a lot like back in the day. You know, I want this podcast to turn into like a two hour summary of the movie. <laughs> Go An in-depth scene. analysis of Five yeah. Goes no, West. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it right good. now. <laughs> okay, so where did you work in the industry between film schools? As if that's was well, the goal. that's not entirely true. I'm a bit of a liar. Um, <laughs> that's the spirit. Wow, fucking scandals here, man. Yeah, no, I did. Truth comes but out. no, the truth is, I did get out of film school in 2011, and immediately, maybe within a few weeks, Feels got like hired on. I got hired on like this ultra low budget teen comedy like a teen sex comedy uh <laughs> i'm not joking oh right no you told me about this what was it called um at the time it was called i think it it changed titles many many times wasn't one of the it, guys with kim's convenience in that yeah i'll explain that too oh sorry yeah. i didn't mean to um <laughs> whoa yeah and I'll, I'll get to that if you Let just me, uh, <laughs> have the floor <laughs> want to apologize me apologize? No, I want to apologize. Okay, then apologize. <laughs> Jesus, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, then I apologize. I'm sorry. Yeah, we were there. Thanks, Moss. Uh, so, yeah, it started off being called Getting Lucy, I think. And then it changed What's one like word to Getting In. It dropped an N. Oh. Added an apostrophe. It may have already had that dropped in an apostrophe for Getting Lucy, but it was now Getting In. So my run on the show as the production manager slash oh, some kind of producer, I was getting paid like 500 bucks every two weeks. Whoa, that is <laughs> that is worse than what I get paid now and I get paid dirt. Oh, it was bad. It was bad. It was um, but it was a good experience. Um, I didn't actually do much PMing. It was more of kind of just like a fly by the seat of the pants. What was it like? Were you kind of more PAing than PMing or? Oh yeah, I was a driver a lot of the time. I was just driving. And they gave you the, the title the of equipment P- trainer. And they gave you the title of production manager. Yeah, until I uh, got fired. Right. How'd you get yeah. fired, Braden? Tell us about that. Oh, that's a long story with many sighs. Um, it, if it's like personal information, you don't have to share it. But also, like, no, 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 no. Ma, shut up. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, like, spill the beans. How'd you get fired? Yeah, I got fired. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, I got fired because, or let go, or don't come back to set, whatever you want to call it, um, because we were going to use my locate my house that I was renting at the time as a location, and my girlfriend at the time, I probably didn't tell her what it all entailed because I'm not, I was probably just not communicating that, and then close to the date when we were going to shoot at my house, uh, she was like, I we just moved into this place. I don't want a film crew in here for the day that we were going to do it. So I think I said that to the producer director and that was like the biggest and first it may have been like, there may have been numerous straws, but that was the big straw that I noticed. Um, And then there were just a lot of disagreements on just the production in general and what I thought I could bring to it and not bring to it. So the main reason I got fired is because like you had to back out of a location for them. Yeah, even though we like, I think we just used the director's house for the location, but mm. 
So that was, was there like a big, when you were fired, was there like a big thing that happened that day? No, it was like a day off, I think, or the morning. And he called me and he was just like, yeah, I don't need, we don't need you anymore. And they probably didn't. So did you get a credit in the film in the end? I think, I think I still have the, uh, I think I still have the, the PM PM credit. credit? Wow. (laughs) But now it's not called, if anyone wants to look this up and watch it, I guess, uh, it's called American Virgins. Yeah, nice. that, this is. I remember looking. I remember you told me about this, and one day I went and looked at the IMDb for it, which was a super sketchy IMDb page. Oh, but. Yeah, I mean it's it's something. <laughs> and that, but that was that was like my first out of school job that I actually got paid. I think I framed <clears throat> my first check for five hundred dollars and everything. Did you actually? I think I did. It's somewhere in my dad's wow. garage now. Um, garage, nice. <laughs> um. So okay, what what happened after what that? Call, like, what do you call a garage? I called a garage. Oh jeez, because I'm not a fucking newfie. Like I'm not a newfie. I know. I don't know why you're saying <laughs> it like that. Things language garage. Maybe, maybe don't shit all over the. <laughs> I prefer garage. <laughs> Thanks, Moss. Moss just had to slip a joke just in there a somewhere. Slam dunk. Moss just had to. Moss just had to be heard. Moss was like, "I need a line in this scene, and it's gonna happen, one way or a fucking other." You okay. just want to get noticed by the director. <laughs> That doesn't exist in this scene. <laughs> okay, so what? <laughs> shut up, Moss. What what happened after? I'm sorry, that was rude of me. I'm sorry, Moss. What happened after? Like, where where did you work after that? Before? Um, where did I work after that? Um, so I should backtrack a little. I did do some student work on another film called Burlesque Assassins. I was the student production coordinator. Yeah, that's a title you want. Mm. Oh, it's on my IMDb. I'll let I'll Dude, production coordinator is a good job, though. Yeah, it is. No, it is a good job. Dude, oh, honestly, it's looked great at me like you were getting paid. <laughs> were you, was it like an internship? Oh, is that how they treated it? Definitely. Yeah, we needed. Yeah. I think at our tech school or in the film, the FVP uh, production program, we needed a certain amount of hours. Do you remember how many? It was like 50 or something. Or maybe I'm mixing that up with my graduated driver's license hours. It was something like that where you needed you needed like someone to like sign the paper that said that you did it and they give you like an it's like going whatever. back to high school of your volunteer hours. I didn't do any of that. Um good for rinky, you. Rinky dink high school. Did your high school not require you to have volunteer hours? Oh no. We what? we did not really? have volunteer hours. In I needed Evans, like no. we needed like 30 hours, wasn't it? Or 40. Yeah, I think I ended up doing like 35 community service hours or something along those. Yeah, lines. it was something they, like oh, that. Oh, now that you say that, it's coming back to me. Did you need I think in religion class we needed That was the class you needed. Would you go to a Catholic school? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. I actually I did as well and yeah, they make you do that stuff for like I had to do it twice, essentially. You have to be included, huh? No kidding. <laughs> well, no, because, but yeah. in, in, in my religion class, they essentially made us, because there was it was kind of mandated by the school as well as if you wanted to pass this, like, grade 11 religion class that was kind of the easier version of religion class that I took instead of, like, the main one. I was right. like, oh, I'll be easy. And it's like, yeah, it's super easy, but you got to get another, like, 20 hours of volunteer service mm-hmm. hours. I think all I did, though, when, now that I'm remembering it, I think I just helped my dad at a Lions community auction. Oh. I think that's all I did. Okay. Okay, so was there anything else significant in your work before you went to York, or do you want to just jump into that? Um well no, I think I think we should talk about Sate. 
um oh, as a program oh See? right yes yeah. yeah sorry of course yeah. that's one of the film schools so because it's, it's it was a technically oriented course so mm. the first year was just about like the using equipment understanding stuff learn how to set up a tripod or whatever load film canisters stuff like that um what did the second year focus on well we were we were broken off into streams so i was in the direction production stream and then a bunch of us a bunch of the folks in the class were in the craft Mm -hmm. technical stream wow didn't even sign what's your phone Okay, okay. It you're was on vi- it. You're checking it. It was on vibrate. Calm down. Zach is now checking his phone during the podcast. Sorry, yep. go on. I'll just continue while you text. Um <laughs> Okay, it's don't, don't fucking don't ridicule me on my sorry, own podcast. Sorry. Yes, yes. Sorry, go on. Uh yeah, so and then there was like a post-production editing stream. So that kind of culminated in us doing a bunch of like these bigger projects where we had to do a commercial. So the commercial I AD'd on was called Hero Jeans, directed by David Hyatt. And that was... Oh, right. You're like commercial. best friend. He's my associate. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and friend. Um, he's up there. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Did I touch a he's, nerve here? Like He's up there. All right. All right. Uh, no, he... Uh, so he directed that. I AD'd that. It was about... A woman that wore jeans. <laughs> oh, shit. Already off to a running start. And, uh, and then we did this other. We Talking did this a high concept. 10% digital short. 10%. 10 minute digital short. Put 10% effort in though, right? <sighs> I put 100%. Uh, called Lesbian Speed Dating. <laughs> what? <laughs> because you know so much about that, right, Braden? I did not. I was a PM on it. Oh, okay. Well. it was It was a good experiment. Like it was all like. It was, you were on the, it was like an immersive VR experience. Stop. Practically. So like the camera was on a speed date, speed dating session. Oh, interesting. So all the actors that we cast came in and went on a date with the camera. Oh, that's pretty cool. In this bar. That's neat, I guess. That that is actually It turned out all right. I mean... Again, they're student films, so you're learning Were they like scripted dates or or is it like Yeah, it was all scripted, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, how did how did how do you feel like it like did you did you enjoy your time on it like it's good i mean man i I haven't listened to that i haven't haven't watched it in like right on seven years okay so so what would you what would you say from (laughs) you what would you say is the most valuable thing you learned from that film program overall or like one of the more valuable lessons you wound up learning i think it was my value i learned the value of a producer like because you're a film student. You want to go in and be a director or a writer or some other crap. Yeah. Yeah. You want to be like the lead creative. So going in like the big project was our 22 minute project that you got to shoot on super 16 and it was rad and, and like, only like the, film super 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesus. How much of that, no, that? The the other super 16. Thanks. Thank you, Moss. Um, that sounds expensive. No, it was, it was included. All the stock was included in the Twitch. Oh, that's a pretty good fucking yeah. deal. Wow. I think we had like a budget of, Take note, York. 200 bucks to do everything else. Like we had all the equipment and everything. Um, So I went in, obviously, a 17-year-old wanting to make movies. And uh, by the time second year rolled around, I'm like, I'm going to get that 22-minute. I'm going to direct that. And I'm going to write it. Uh, So I pitched my project, which was this super dour, shitty short about an old man who thinks he sees UFOs and goes nuts. 
I want you to pitch it right now. It's been, I literally wrote this nine years ago. So what was it called? I think it was called Dorado Creek. And it was just about this like retired, <laughs> retired, like gold miner who I love it. He's a, an old trans, a trans am, but his wife died. It was full of flashbacks, like chock full of flashbacks. So you were basically making like student film the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it was. I. I'm sure there was a flashback within a flashback. Oh, so like I'm forbidden, forbidden room style, where it's just like going into memories through other people's memories, or just like. I mean, that's a great pull, and I would <laughs> love it if that was like my <laughs> if that was starting point. <laughs> if that was the actual but goal here, Forbidden Room had not existed yet. I was ignorant of who Guy Madden was oh, at the time. Right. right. Yeah, it didn't come. So it's just this dude, bro. Like. Uh, drives great. Um, <laughs> I mean, drive drives okay. Okay, oh, we, we don't we don't I, need to get into this right now. We already. Fine. Um, it's it's good. <laughs> I mean, it's the best. I know what you mean though. Um, bro, drive. I mean, <laughs> red. Um, <laughs> no, it was it, it was like it was just this self serious bullshit script that I thought was so intellectual. Nice. And dealt with like mental health, even though I had no idea what I was talking about in regards to mental mental health and like death and like old age oh and shit. God. It was the most film schooly film, film you, could, you could have pitched that I could have pitched. And it was I was like, there's gonna be like vis- visual effects in this. We're gonna see UFOs. So did and, you get chosen? Uh, no, no, not at all. Like there were three or four projects pitched, and that was probably the first time I had ever really pitched something. So it was horrible. Um, yep. sounds about right. There were four. I'm pre- yeah, there were four projects pitched to the class, and we all went in knowing that there would be a second round for the pitch process, where you're just working with the instructors pitching the project. And they're like, "Yeah, so these three projects will go to the second round. Braden, yours did not." <laughs> like, what? Wait, you so you were the only one that wasn't chosen? <laughs> <laughs> So they were, they were, I, I, I'd like to imagine that they were ready to accept all of the project. And then you pitch that and they're like, no, fuck it. We can't, we can't do this. Like they didn't give me the time of day oh, that's to so let cruel. me go to the second round. It's fine. It's, I mean, I'm only a little hurt still. Um, <laughs> Not over anyway, it. <laughs> getting back to my point about producing. You're going to name so, drop some props you're pissed out here. Uh. I'll rattle them all off. I think at least two of them are either retired or forced out of the program. Hmm. Um, name, name some names, I'm not bro. Naming, I'm not naming. Um, you just said you'd rattle them off. I won't. Okay. I don't want to throw them under the bus. Um, and they're they're some of them are really good. Um, but uh, anyway, so my project didn't get picked. Didn't get into the second round. So the next, so we found out who won, which was Daryl Jordan. Daryl Jordan's script called Prisoner 7. I think that's always been the title. And uh, and I remember thinking, like, because you run up, like, like in all those movies and you see, like, what you got chosen. Like, at first we had to, like, pick our first and second choice of what we wanted to do on the on the project. So I remember thinking distinctly that, like, I could go in and I was kind of friends with Daryl at the time, but we weren't, like, the chums we are now. And uh, I went in thinking like I could 
try and put my name down to direct this. But who's going to, I know I can produce this. Like that was, that was my thought process. Like I know I can produce this and I'm, I could direct it, but if I don't produce it, then does it just end up shitty or something? Like I wanted to help Daryl, um, make it the best thing it could be. So I ended up not picking director even as my second choice, I don't think. And, uh, ended up producing the work. So, so, um, so Daryl could direct it and, and it ended up winning an Ampia Rosie award and it's kind of good. I mean, it's, I think it still gets shown a lot at state. That's really awesome. Yeah. Oh, so good for you. What, what what does that award entail? Sorry. Like I'm not familiar with yeah, that. What award. is that award? It's like the Juno not, what are the Junos? The Junos are like the, the music, kind of Canadian right? music awards. Okay, so what are the what are the film ones? Uh, the CSAs? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the CSAs, but just for Alberta. Just for Alberta. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you said that so sadly, just for Alberta. Uh, no, but that's actually, that's really cool. It was cool, yeah. It, and it still gets shown, I think, when they, when you go into second year, you get shown a lot of the other second year right. projects of years past. I mean, like, John Fawcett's student film gets shown mm. every year. Director of Ginger Snaps. Oh, I love Ginger Snaps. Yeah, yes. so he We're went. Canadian. He, Everyone he's loves an Ginger alumni. Snaps. Yeah. yeah, he 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 went to say. Um, okay. Yeah, so I learned. That's what I. That's what I'm getting. So at. it all, all the, the producing angle is what you thought was the best thing you. Yeah, learned and there. I think that's that's what led to like getting in and uh, getting in future stuff and to where I am now. Like I I. Yeah, I, that was the most valuable experience was producing Prisoner 7 and helping a director and still be creative all the time on a project. Okay, um, my next question, which is kind of like the opposite of that, is what do you think was like the least valuable thing that was focused on in that program that you think was given way too much time that didn't that either didn't need as much time or didn't help you as, as much as the program thought it would? I just It just wasn't an academic... It just wasn't, um, there's very little theory involved. Like there was in terms of what, just like studying movies. Yeah. There was no, there was no film theory classes. There was no film art. There was no, um, write an essay and dissect this film. There was none of that. I think there was very rudimentary. Like, I think the first film we watched was, um, do the right thing. Oh, we had to write a little like that's like a solid first film to watch, though, in film school, though, like from a theory perspective as well. Yeah, that's true. I was not expecting that to be the movie. Yeah. Yeah. But it it wasn't like we didn't go deep into it. Okay, so so still like while I mean, granted, I'm not like criticizing the curation, but from the sounds of it, it was more focused purely on technical production skills. Yeah, Yeah, you only said that like 10 times, Moss. No, I just mean, but like in the sense that like you didn't have a lot of like long form discussions about like. The meanings or like the delusion effects of like yeah you know no. neurocinematics and you know so you theory. think the program could have benefited from a little bit more of that i think it could have i well i think i could have benefited more from that mm. not realizing that i could have went to university like i didn't know that york existed i didn't know that ryerson's film program existed i don't know what my guidance counselor was smoking when he said like there's like two film schools you can go to there's <laughs> that's State it there's two and vfs and I'm like, mm, I'm going to go to SAIT because it's cheaper. Vancouver Film School. Okay, so Ludicrous. what do you think is the benefit of like a film student learning about that theory and the academia angle of studying films? I think it's just a, you just have more reference points. 
I agree. Yeah. Like you can do that on your own. You can, you can read film studies books and you can, you can understand things that way, but I think there's more deeper understanding though. Well, there's more deeper understanding. I think there's, I think you can achieve like some deeper understanding if you study in like a class setting. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sorry, I, I like having to, you. having to write about movies rather than just like do a proficiency exam on how to set up a broadcast camera stuff. Like it was just geared. It was very much geared to get you on set and working in the industry, which is, and it does a awesome. great job at it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, it is awesome. Like I love, um, one of my friends, um, Jesse Doyle, he's made like a really great horror film. Like, uh, recently he's at Seneca college and he's like, not very interested in film, th- though he's taken some of your classes for history because he mm-hmm. like he's also like, oh, I also want to like, you know, watch some movies. So like there's like different utilities that like depending on your interest, mm-hmm. like you could glean from. And I think that um, especially like film call, like that's honestly something I was th- considering doing for a while as well. Like now that I'm done my university degree or my undergrad anyway, I would go to then like really focus on like technical skill workshops mm-hmm. and stuff like that, because that's something I'm super lacking on. So same. Yeah. For any of you folks out there, check out your local film society for workshops. Lift. Great. If you're in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Lift and Trinity square video. We've got plenty of good resources. Mm -hmm. Okay. So (laughs) next would be (laughs) supernatural breaking up of dead air. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Love that genuine dead air. Okay. So, Skipping along, you next you got into York. So when did you want to apply for the York universities? Did you, yeah, you applied for the screenwriting program, right? I did apply for the screenwriting program after years of working in and out of film and stuff. Um, yeah, it was like over Christmas and I was kind of just like um, talking with my mom about like what I want to do or do I need to change? I kind of set myself an ultimatum that if I didn't get funding for a certain project that I was maybe going to try and move somewhere or go back to school or something. And I think it was because like I had no, I'm super ignorant and uh, I didn't know that York's film program existed until I think I had heard Matt Johnson get interviewed by Kevin Smith on whatever smodcast or whatever the hell it is and uh and i'm like what toronto has film schools As really, really that person? was the big like, surprise no to you idea. no Jesus. idea because like i'd done it already so i was like why would i have looked it up why would okay, i have gone I guess. back right yeah um so that planted the seed i guess and then oh, i think in the couple years since it just kind of germinated until i was like I'm sick of this town. I want to leave. And sick of this one horse town. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I, I applied and, and uh, yeah, I got in based on like already having a diploma in film, I think. You do the interview though and all that shit, right? I, yeah, no, I had to do the interview. I think uh, Howie and Rebecca and. You know, I still can't remember who it was the a hell. Skype interview too. Oh, you didn't have to go. See, I had an in-person yeah. interview. Uh, I still can't remember who the fuck was. Um. Who was there? I think Howie was there. I think, I think Rebecca and, um, it may have been Marine or, or, um, might have been Marine too for me, actually. But I don't remember. It was like four of them were there for me. Yeah. Amnon might have been there for me, actually. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, Amnon wasn't there. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a weird interview. I said my favorite movie at the time was like 
or what was it? It was either like favorite or most influential. And either way, I answered with Casper. <laughs> no, you didn't. Did you? I'm serious. I'm serious. With I Casper. So, I was like, that's Casper. so good. Was that ironic? What five? Uh, I think it's ninety six. Ninety six. Were you? Is that like sincere or was I that legit was that ironic? Said, Casper. No, no, no. Like I, I believe you said it, Brayden. I want to know if you <laughs> meant it. I, I did. I did. I think mean it to a degree for sure. Like I, I was like, yeah, it, it has a lot of what I like in film and filmmaking. Like the sets are nuts. It the, has a cameo from Dan Aykroyd. That's shut up. Don't focus on that. <laughs> and, he didn't, he didn't and, even um, shave his mustache for it. And Rodney Dangerfield. And oh Mel God, Gibson. You're, you're right, right. You're right. And the, the bet- keeper. The better, yeah, the better cameo is definitely Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> what oh do they? God. I want to know what they're. Rea- I'm not. I'm not over this. What do they? What do they say? What was the reaction when you're like Casper? <laughs> they uh, laughed and then closed their screen. What? <laughs> no, they uh, <laughs> just hung up on you. <laughs> they laughed and then Can hung you up immediately. <laughs> But then the, the 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 call didn't cut out because they have an old laptop and it just kept kept sending me a signal of them shitting on me. <laughs> this fucker li- loves Casper. This is over, Braden. Yeah. No, no, they were they they had me explain why I liked it. Like it was the 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 supernatural element, the horror comedy. It's a kids movie. I like kids horror movies. With air quotation. I mean, it's a ghost, and there are some spooky parts. I guess deals with death and the afterlife. Okay, don't defend Casper to me. That's not what this Casper. is, dude. Casper's his favorite movie. He's gonna defend it. He had Shut to. Oh my. Okay. Anyway, so it's what not are they, my favorite movie. So, but after you explained this, did were they like? Did what do they say? I think that was the last thing they. They were like. I think that was the last decision? thing they uh, they asked me. Like you had to do that writing exam right thing. so how did they do did that with the read? skype thing i think i had to read it to them but did they send it to you beforehand the exercise and yeah then they and just, i had a time limit i could only what, like 20 minutes or something like that yeah or an hour i don't know for me it was like 20 minutes i think yeah and then, I, was, and then i, and then I, I had, to, I had read to read it yeah i had to read it to them too yeah it yeah. was really fucking it was awkward it's terrifying I, like i thought i was just gonna hand it in and then the, i'd do the interview and hand it in that'd be it but no they were like okay now read it to us yeah why do you guys think they make you do that um, I honestly, and this is going to sound mean, but, um, I think it's because they don't want to have to read it themselves later. Could be true. I do you know. I can't I'm, imagine how many bad ones there are. I'm, I, I <laughs> genuinely think it's because they don't want to, I didn't, they didn't even, they told me don't leave it here. They were like, to take it with you. They're, it's it. Yeah, what was your prompt? It. What was your prompt image? Um, so <laughs> we, did, we, had a, three. we had a, yeah, we had a choice between, we had a choice between three. Yeah. 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 Mine, the one I chose was like these two, it was just a picture. I, th- I can't remember if it was like an old guy and a kid walking through the woods or if it was just a picture of the woods, but my, but what I, I chose this picture of the woods, like it was like a clearing in the woods on like a sunny day. So I wrote this, this paragraph about this kid whose grandpa had just bought this piece of property and they were going to like build something Clear on it. Cut it. They were, oh, yeah, <laughs> essentially. And it's, you just want to move my mic there, Moss? Thanks. I, I was okay. trying to do it silently. <laughs> and anyway, so, and it's just the, it's just the kid walking through the woods with his grandpa and the grandpa's like telling him what, what he's going to do while describing the scenery, like myself as the narrator. And here's trees. And then there's trees over here. 
That's it. That's all I said. Yeah. 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 That's the paragraph. <laughs> what? Would, yeah. That's it. Three sentences. The so, end. He said. <laughs> and then I do a bow. <laughs> what yeah, was no, it? the old man said the end to his grandson, <laughs> and then and after then shot you, him. return, return, Finn. <laughs> no, I did. I did okay, a what was spooky your bridge, a spooky misty bridge. Oh, would and you I write? Ta- I think I talked about how like I made a story about how like this first generation Canadian or immigrant or something goes on like, like underground fighting rings and like fights for his food or something. <laughs> Why is everything you write the most student film thing? <laughs> like, <laughs> it was pretty sweet. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's still on my computer. All right. Yeah. You know what? Get, get, get read it for us now. <laughs> I could, we could just pause. I could grab my computer, find it. No, I'm not Honestly, I don't trust our mic setup enough for us to pause and be able to come back and do this smoothly. Brayden, have you ever seen Only God Forgives? <laughs> Another kind. I know it's film school bait, but like in terms of like fighting rings and stuff. No, bro. I mean, I haven't. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> no, my fellow Keenock. No. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, is that a, a ref and original? Yeah, yeah, it is. I don't know Sweet. if he wrote this. Well, script. I like Drive More. I lo- <laughs> you like Drive More? His other, the other Refn Gosling collaboration. Let's throw up. Listen, listen. To be honest, like Only God Forgives is a movie that I warmed up to only under the premises that I knew that it was like kind of connected to Muay Thai fighting. And I was waiting when I was watching it. I was like, oh, I can't wait to at least see like Refn direct like a Muay Thai fight. Not only, I don't think that there is really, that really ever happens in mm-hmm. it but it's like 90 percent of the movie is ryan gosling staring at the camera <laughs> it's like what more do you want exactly and and don't get me wrong i like it it's i don't know i thought it was interesting you know what's funny ma uh brayden here actually has uh the entire ryan gosling filmography memorized right brayden yeah i mean the first two and then maybe a spattering <laughs> of some of some of the other ones later but yeah I, I could tell you the first two before okay before we started recording i just want everyone to know like we Braden briefly mentioned Ryan Gosling was on Who's Afraid of the Dark. It's and then, not Who's Afraid of the Dark. No, but now I called? want that series. It sounds like a game show. <laughs> who's Afraid of the Dark? Like, Sorry, what's it called? Are you afraid of the dark? Okay, Braden was so pissed. Are you, the audience, afraid of the dark? <laughs> it is a gripping, challenging question of a title. Stop. Okay, so Braden gave me the dirtiest look when I fucked up that title. Like He's ready to walk out of here. Yeah, I am. <laughs> walk back to Finch. Anyway, West. okay, so it's called Are You... <laughs> It's called Are You Afraid of the Dark? Anyway, so Ryan Gosling was on it. Braden would like point that out. And then so then what would happen is that we kept talking about other things. And then Braden would go on his phone and just keep bringing up other things that Ryan Gosling had been in. Like young Hercules? Yeah, like, like young Hercules. And Kevin, every time we thought we like moved away mini- from that subject, Braden was like, no, 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 we're coming back. Looping back. Looping back to yep. Ryan Gosling and Gilbert Gottfried. We, you left that out. Oh, I'm sorry, Three everyone. co-stars in an episode <laughs> with Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, yeah. Have you seen the... Did you, did you know Nickelodeon put the reboot of it, uh, the first episode of the reboot online, like on YouTube for everyone to see? No, but uh, that's useful information, and I'm, I'm going to watch it when I get home. Yeah, probably not at home, but... Zach anyway. recommends episode one. <laughs> well, okay, I haven't seen it. I don't recommend shit. You um, just blind recommend things? Yeah, I, I only recommend things I haven't seen. Have you guys seen a Serbian film? No. <laughs> just morally irresponsible, Zach. Yeah, this just... is who I am. Anyway, so you got into the screenwriting program, because yeah. remember, this is about film school, Moss. Um, <laughs> Thanks for writing me in film there, adjacent. Yeah, uh, so you got into, and now you're, what are you, in your fourth year now at York? I am, yeah. Yeah, almost done, buddy. How's it feel? Um, it's... a bunch of other noise, thanks. 
I'm I, I'm kind of relieved, kind of like wondering what I'm gonna do after. Hopefully, I keep busy um, with my own projects and stuff. Uh, but no, it's I mean I feel good. I feel like I've learned a thing or two. Speaking made of a which, few friends, <laughs> made a few friends too. <laughs> enemies became friends. Some friends became enemies, huh? Yeah, some friends become enemies. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he looks directly at me. <laughs> some friends become enemies over a course of a conversation. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, every day. And oh, right. some just become frenemies. Okay, anyway, before... Uh, so, so far, what do you think is the most valuable thing you've learned at York's screenwriting program? Oh, uh... <laughs> what was that? Was that little voice there, buddy? Oh, <laughs> Yogi Bear impression. Caught me on the spot there. Didn't know I was gonna have to Whoa. answer this. Um, I think I learned. Um, well, I think it, I think it goes back to the whole state thing. It's it's I really um, kind of buttressed buttressed the the uh, like my so technical that, knowledge. What was that word? You want to say it again? Buttressed. Thank, thank you. Thanks for the NPR voice there too. I think I yeah no I think I buttressed my technical <laughs> knowledge however limited that might end up being at this point um with with a lot of theory and I think I think that, that So wait do you uh, think that that's what the best thing you've learned so far well, is I the theory? I, um it see it still feels like it's the most um in terms of actually learning something new like going to class and taking a lecture and learning um I think that's what I learned, but I mean, I, I, you get the experience of just sitting through and going through and working on a script is also. Yeah. Cause if super. you, you really got like uh, the best of like, like both worlds in a sense, cause like your first program focused on nothing but like the technological aspect in York's not that, especially not in the screenwriting program. Yeah. It's like I'm, all theory. Yeah. yeah. Like I learned how to at least logistically produce something like I know the steps involved to put something something together, uh, so I I went into York looking for the pieces that I could add in terms the of other my end professional of career um, to kind of make that more more expansive. Have you enjoyed the program? Uh, parts of it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just remind the audience, uh, y'all. I uh, I also went to the screenwriting program. I graduated last year. You guys went to film school. We did indeed. Yeah, we went to film, Go school. To film school. You guys I, went to that film school. I went to I film school. Whoa, <laughs> dropping the title. Can I um? Can I ask? Are there any like particular pieces of theory that like you're glad that you wouldn't have, like? You're thinking like, man, I'm I'm really glad that I learned this. Like this in particular has really like kind of changed the way I think. Yeah, is there anything in particular in reference to that to writing that like you're really glad you learned at York? Well, I think part of it comes into like uh, comes comes into play of like what movies you end up being interested in emulating and being inspired from. Um, so, so I think Casper. I, yeah, I I took a course on Casper. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there was a course on Casper. Suzanne Young taught it, and it was fantastic. Oh, Suzanne, yeah, Susie Young, Susie Young, good old Suze. Get the Suze in there. Yeah. Um, Fucking no, Susie she didn't. Young. I. I think you would. I, I, I think you. I think you would Casper hate class. Casper if you took a course from Susie Young on Casper. Probably, probably would. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, probably good. Good guess there. No, I think you just. I think on a course by course basis, like uh, taking a magical realism class, taking 
when you just learn about that aspect of why those films are made like they are and where those inspirations come from, that it informs you as a filmmaker. So that magic was that Cody Lang's. That was magic? Cody Lang's. I love Cody Lang. He was he was he was one of my uh, TAs in second year for cinema and modernity. Did Cody Lang teach the comedy course? I think he did. No, that was Cam, wasn't it? No, you're right. That was uh, Cam. Cam. That was yeah. Cam. That was Cam. Yeah. Um, but. Cody Lang, just a shout out, yeah, just in was, general. Cody was, Lang, I, I'm really mad that I the also codes. I wanted to take that magical realism course, but I think I was already done. Uh, not, no, you're in four. Well, we both had him yeah. for our uh, modernity. Co- no, yeah, was it no, a modernity? No, yeah, he was. He, yeah, yeah. Wasn't he, he was, al- wasn't he also? No, wasn't he a TA for us also in the uh, in Susie Young's course in second year in socialism? Uh, no, no, no. It, film or television social, and social practice was Clinton Cam. Those are the only. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't Cody Lang. No, no, Cody Lang. Um, he, he yeah. what the hell do I know Cody Lang for? The, I know I had a course he, with Cody he Lang. Probably did. He's it was a, probably it was probably modernity. Yeah, he was probably a TA. Somewhere. But yeah, no, he he's awesome. And um, yeah, shout out. Does, is he a listener? I probably well, not, we but, fucking uh, hope so. <laughs> Thanks, Brayden. You know what? He could be. I want you to reach out to Cody Lang right now. Call him. <laughs> He'll be a guest. But, but like, it, was there anything specific from that magical realism course that open. you took away? Oh, the I mean the uh, Yakuza week. Oh, that must was, have been awesome. Great. Uh, just going through the different stages of a Yakuza films to like Mikes and then Sonos and just seeing how that evolved and how crazy things got. Um, just already as a Takashi Mike fan and a Sono fan. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Fair. Sono is just. Yeah. So it's pretty rad. It was it was a pretty fun course. Uh, OK. Oh, sorry. I had I was. That's all. It was a fun course. All right. All right. It was Great. A fun course. It was, uh, That's it. I got to watch some cool movies yep, yep. and some that weren't as cool. He he did something that was a little different where we'd only watch a part of the movie. Oh, fucking. <laughs> I know another fucking prophet did that. So, but uh, a lot of, he, I think he also made all the files for the films available. But he wouldn't, so you would never watch a full movie in class. And there may have been one or two that we watched. All How long were your courses? Three hours or four? It was a three hour Oh, okay. Well, that yeah. maybe explains yeah. it because usually would be like four hours for the other ones, right? Well, that's that's a little bit tricky because even it's not just York too. There's other institutions that have problems with like booking out, like even small rooms, like mm-hmm. uh, t- rooms mostly used for tutorials or so- smaller seminars. Like for some reason, the a lot of administrators are just real stickler, real sticklers about how much time you can use. It's like four hours. Why do you need four hours? It's like yeah. well, the whole point well, because of this it's thing like we watch a movie. movie and then do a lecture. Like. Yeah, and and like other departments face this too. Like, uh, well, yeah. Well, speaking of only watching part of a movie, a little st- little story. Yeah. yeah. Um, when Moss and I were in second, have I told? If I've told you this, Braden, stop me. But um, you haven't told the uh, the oodles of fans out there. Uh, are, that's true. The I apologize. Oodles and oodles. Braden here speaking for the fans. Um, oodles. Uh, so when Moss and I were in second year, we were taught a course by Susie Young called Social Practice, in which Susie Young had this fucking habit of doing is that she would show us in some analog. She did this a couple times. She showed us the first five minutes of a movie and then the last five minutes of a movie. And then she would go throughout the rest of the course talking about the movie as if we'd watched the whole fucking thing. And mind you, it's not as if she said to us, okay, now go home and I'll give you a link and you watch that online. She never told us to do that. She would just watch the first five minutes, the last five minutes, and then she'd reference the movie like bits of it we hadn't seen. Like she did Rough. this for she did this for Full Metal Jacket. We watched the first five minutes and the last five minutes. She did this for Jurassic Park. Fuck knows why. Uh, and what was the other one? She did this for, um, didn't she? Uh, like, we did it for Captain Phillips as well. 
Yeah, she's for Captain fucking Phillips. But I also want to side note that I love Susie Young. She's honestly the best. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Uh, she's great. She she wrote some pretty foundational stuff about David Cronenberg in film Canadian history. To be clear, Susie Young's a genius. She's definitely smart and she knows her shit. I just don't think she's the greatest prof. I think as a professor, she's she's good and she's a little misunderstood by Zach here. But I okay, uh, I quit kissing ass. I have no choice given my current position. All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, okay, so fuck, we we had a fucking movie we we're gonna talk about too. Um, which we still will. We actually have time. Uh. What do you think is like the least valuable thing that York's focused on? You know, I really uh, I don't like watching movies with the two fucking projectors. That that's oh, that, not a okay. Maybe maybe dig no, a little that, deeper. That is like one of the worst things that like York needs to fix. Like, did oh we have classes God. where they yeah. did that? Oh, I know I've had I've had I several love, classes. Yeah, no, like oh, sorry. Go so on. you just hate that the movie just plays beside itself. It well, I mean, I'm being a, a bit jokey, but yeah, no, I think that really annoys me. It irks me, if you will. Okay, but let's dig a little deeper here, shall we? Great. Uh, what was the question again? <laughs> was there anything uh, specific from York that you find found either not useful or something that you're like, yeah, oh, like, what I- was the least valuable thing that has been focused on us? You're learning from York, or, uh, or even a part that you're just critical of. I mean, just taking shit that I didn't want to take. Like, I didn't want to take, like, electives. Being so vague about this. I didn't want to take, uh, like, a physics course. I didn't want to it's take... Not, okay, about the film program. That's not exactly the film program's fault. That's just gen ed requirements. Yeah, I didn't like, want to do those. what has York... Has, has there been anything so, that see, the screenwriting courses or the film theory courses have focused on that you don't think was that valuable? Um, I mean, you... I mean, as a student, you want to try and get as much value out of all the courses you have to take. So, I mean, that's kind of a dodgy answer, but I do think like, I do think that you do get something out of every course. Just glean things. Yeah. Ah, the gleaning of the things. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean like, I think, I think that it's really good that you're, you're seeing the positives. I'm, I'm glad about that. I'm happy. (laughs) I, I, I'm, I'm not being like, kiss assy or whatever oh i am but um I, I hear you i think you're just more thankful as a film student than we are it's that mature student life baby uh, okay you're 27 not 47 i'm a mature student no you're not and i went to the mature student orientation are you actually oh, really? do you actually count as a mature student i think i do yeah uh, what's the fucking age barrier what are you over 24 you're a <laughs> I fucking think, mature I think student you have to be not living at your parents house not or not you're not there, a dependent. There were a ton of fucking twenty-one year olds I knew who weren't living at their parents' place. They well, weren't mature students. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Um, you have to be living on your own, paying your own rent, um, stuff like that. I think I am a mature student. But what, is there no age requirement for that though? I think there is. Like it's probably like above twenty-five. I'd imagine because yeah, like, but yeah, that's like probably, I would have been. 20, I would raise that by like ten years if I were them. Well, no, I mean, I just mean the sense that like those, but but those class, those requirements or those like clarifications for what a mature student is, it's like way more document specific than you might think. Like it's less so. Uh, yeah, is there like, any benefit the, to being a mature student? The characterization of like, well, he's only twenty-seven. How could he possibly be? It's more like just for. Students who are living on their own. To be fair, like, different. Yeah. To be fair for the audience, since this isn't um, like an audio medium, uh, not a visual medium. Brayden, I look fucking old. Is yeah. yeah you let me fucking get to it, you ass. Yeah, Braden. For fuck's sake, let me get to the joke. Yeah, yeah. He he's twenty seven, but he looks like he's like thirty nine. Wow. 
Is, is okay. So first off, I'm glad you came in here to be insulted <laughs> relentlessly. Like no, Brayden actually looks like. If if we're being serious, he looks fucking old. Huh? Can what you, you guys just, just just describe me in vivid detail? <laughs> so okay, yeah, let me, let me, let me. No, let me. okay, okay, okay. Mean, <laughs> no, 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 no. I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to do it. No, no, no. Let me, let me, let me get a few lines in before. All right. Okay, so Brayden jabs in. Get a few. Brayden yeah. looks like a tall Pillsbury doughboy. If he smoked like half a pack of cigarettes, grew a beard, and then was always hunching over. Uh, and also, if he was like tan a little bit on the arms, uh, he's got very rectangular, long looking glasses, um, a sweater that's <laughs> a sweater that says, oh, yeah, uh, you tell him, shut up. <laughs> a sweater that says Yukon North of Ordinary. And Brayden looks like that kid in your high school who no matter what fucking time of day it was, you'd go outside to the smoker's pit and he'd be there. Be like, yo, bro, can I hack a dart off you? That's what Brayden looks like. Just he looks to, like the constant smoker kid in your high just school. Just to set the record straight, I was never a smoker's pit smoker. So where did you smoke? I did not smoke cigarettes in high school. You still, yeah, but you still hung out. Yeah, you know, that's even know. worse. Yeah, you know what? To be clear, Brayden doesn't look like the kid who smokes cigarettes. He's just the kid who hung out in the smoker's pit. I didn't. I mean, I wish I was that cool. May I, I had friends in the smoker's pit, but okay. I was I was walking past in that alley. I was going to geckos to play. Also, Brayden's. Uh, I was pale. going. To, I was going to play. What What was that game? Um, there, there was an internet cafe, and it was. Uh, it was. Um, what is it? What, what is it? RuneScape? CSGO. Oh, you're playing Counter-Strike. Pre- I was playing Counter-Strike at Hell lunch. Hell yeah. Halo also, too. to be clear, Brayden looks pale enough to play Casper. I'm not that pale. Yeah, it's true. Actually. I just I went work. to Mexico. I got a bit of a <laughs> schwitzy tan. A very little if bit of I a... may, Brayden, I actually, when, when we first met, and um, it was only under the premises that, like, both at the time, Zach and I were, yeah, I you were running the... What? <laughs> kidding. Uh, Zach and I... <laughs> I, I don't even think the mic picked that up. Okay, so. anyway, so when we first met, I, I actually assumed that you were younger than me because I had no... And it's just... and it's You assumed he was younger than you? Yeah, but... What are you, was, blind? Because he was a year younger than us, and he doesn't look that hey, can old. you do me a favor, Moss? Can you take those rose petal glasses off your fucking face? I'm not even trying to be, like, nice here. I'm just telling you what I felt. I know that, wow. like... Boss is mildly attracted to Brayden, everybody. Dude, mildly? Like, what? No, no, no. <laughs> mild, but, like, no. Mild to wild. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I, I, I mean it seriously. I don't think you look... I, I, I think you actually look pretty young. I don't look like a... Pillsbury Doughboy? Uh, I wouldn't go that. No, no, no. <laughs> did that? Did that strike a nerve? No, it didn't. Oh, I no. fucking I wish... love Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah, who products. the fuck doesn't? It's yeah. fucking great. P- Pillsbury Doughboy. Eat him raw. Yeah, eat, eat the whole eat man raw. raw. You know what the best Pillsbury Doughboy product is? Those sugar cookies they sell around the holidays. Yeah, you've told this story already. <laughs> to me. Whoa, what a dick. The fans don't need to know this. But Yeah, but they... they, <laughs> <laughs> they don't need to know my Pillsbury it's preferences. The pre-cut... The pre-cut, yeah. Do you not tr- like them already in the tray? They're fine. They're the best. They're the best fucking Pillsbury product. I mean, this is valuable real estate, and we're talking about sugar cookies. So let's get back on track here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So sure. You, should we talk about Reanimator? Guess denial isn't just a fucking river in Egypt. Um. <laughs> well. Whoa. We're, I- <laughs> Brayden, we're we're okay, very yeah. glad to hear about. So you. finally, <laughs> with like ten minutes left. Um, this was supposed to be like more of a Halloween episode, but we just kind of threw that out the fucking window. Um, Brayden came over uh, a couple hours ago and we watched one of his, one of his favorite horror movies that he thinks is an essential as a Halloween. Would you say it's an essential as a Halloween watch? uh, I think it's probably in my top 
20 for sure favorite horror movies. Not in top 10 though? I don't know if it's in my top 10. Um, I've never really tried to make a list, like a definitive list. Okay, let's I, say what the not, movie I don't is, like though. lists. What? You don't like, you, you're not a fan of like countdown lists, like top 10s and shit like that? Uh, you know, I have my favorites. They kind of rotate. Um, you kind of get hemmed in by your favorites if you have a whole list of them. That's fair. Um, but it's definitely up there and I think it's definitely like required Halloween viewing. Okay, so for the record, this movie is uh, uh, 1985's uh, Reanimator. Mm-hmm. Is it Direct- the Reanimator or just Reanimator? Uh, H.P. Lovecraft's Reanimator. Reanimator. Directed by Stuart Gordon. Yeah, so we watched that. It's. Uh, do you want to tell us the premise? Uh, it's based on the, the series of stories called Herbert West Reanimator, written by H.P. Lovecraft. And it's about a dude that's a genius that doesn't sleep that has a, a cool fluid that uh, reanimates the There's dead. a cool fluid, everybody. <laughs> that he puts in the that's needles the and he episode. sticks it in their cool brain. Fluid. That's what this episode's going to be called? Yeah. Cool fluid. Cool, cool fluid. fluid cool with fluid. Braden Brickner. Featuring Braden Brickner in, nice. in parentheses. Nice. <laughs> um, nice. No, that's what it's... But it, 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 it obviously, things go wrong and bodies come back to life and... I gotta say, like I'm, I'm honestly still thinking about it even now. Like I really liked it. I, it I, was, I think it's really, really. It good. was a really solid horror. It felt very Cronenberg like to me, but minus the depressing aspects of it. I think it's way more tongue in cheek than Cronenberg movies. Yeah, yeah, like way more fun than like Dead Ringers or something. I think it's like I don't know. Some parts of it just felt. I don't think the gore scenes felt Cronenberg like to me. And this isn't a bad thing, by the way. I'm not saying this is like a thing against the movie, but I felt I felt more like the character and dialogue scenes and walking around felt Cronenberg esque to me. Maybe I haven't seen um, enough Cronenberg to make that call, but I just don't think I love Cronenberg films. But I don't know if they're that fun. They're not. They're, they're like not they're fun. sad and they're usually like really serious and usually very obviously subtextual. But other shit you don't want to talk about. Like sexual assault and shit like that. Yeah, I mean, and this was that not. being said, there is a lot of there is a very assault. there is a very overt like sexual like abuse scene in this movie. Well, okay, I'm, I'm making that sound worse than it is for your animator. I, I mean, no, it's 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 pretty nasty. Like, if I, I'd imagine it would make me uncomfortable if I was a female. But like, it it what it's I think it's I but think still what, it's 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 pretty. But you know, like, just interrupt me. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. As far as 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 far as like um horror of its style and era like i think it's like pretty solid like, I, think, I think it's pretty rock solid. i think with the thing for me that's the reason that scene i was just ready for worse shit to happen in that sexual that that sex scene the scene where she's strapped where the main the lead the female lead is strapped Barbara to the bed Crampton, naked yeah, yeah. I, because it makes you it really makes you think that worse is going to happen in that in that scene but right? that's but i mean that's the craziness that's the zany kind of like tongue-in-cheek humor of like Stuart Gordon that films is, is like he's gonna what else has he directed gonna, um uh what from beyond keep interrupting me I'm, I'm you're interrupting me I've been interrupting um, you a lot I'm really sorry uh no it's it's much more like like that's funny like it's obviously very dark but having a severed head get like who's alive <laughs> who wants to go down on a girl and like the arms I mean this is spoilers but it's however many years old um <laughs> it's funny like that's really funny it's obviously very uh grotesque and 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 crazy but it's it's inherently comedic I think yeah it is I like there it was it was pretty funny it was a good scene yeah 
I think like the the zaniness of it and like the the obvious over the top elements of it make it just so much better than what it would be if they tried anything else with it though. I feel like yeah, and I mean it works because of the the subject matter being Lovecraft, so you're you're already kind of in for something that's probably going to be twisted, but this was just like wow. We're 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 going like crazy with this and it and it works so well for it. Yeah, I feel like this movie could have been really awful if a director tried to take a serious approach to it. Yet yet the sentiment the the serious sentiment's still there. Like the yes. that underlying theme of Lovecraft and and trying to understand the ununderstandable. Like death is that great mystery that we'll never be able to solve. And I mean, I think that runs through a lot of Lovecraft stories. And I for being so grounded in just practically a hospital in a house, like it's a pretty true small film to deal with a subject like that especially with the kind of poignant scenes at the beginning where they're each dealing with death. Herbert and um, Dan Kane are dealing with death in different, but very distinct ways. One's a prof he worked with. The other's a cat. Well, no, just like the fact that D- uh, Dan Kane can't, um, oh, he can't no. like lay people to rest or he can't like, yeah. he wants to affect change and bring life back. And yeah, save sorry. People. I, you're right. I completely, yeah. I realize what scene you're actually talking yeah. about and I'm, yeah, I'm an idiot. And how, and how Herbert West does not care about life at all, except to show people that he can reanimate. Yeah. So it's, it's that cool. Like they're two really good. Like they're, they're, very interesting characters to have play off each other. I love the the scenes with um, I'm forgetting the character's name now. The uh, the evil doctor, our our, our headless doctor, um, while he's still what's his yeah what was that headed. guy's name? The he was the villain in the movie essentially. I, yeah, essentially the I keep th- I keep wanting to call him Dean Halsey, but that's the guy who gets the lobotomy. Um, one of the many. Well, n- nonetheless, our <laughs> yeah. evil doctor yeah. character has, I think, some of the most intimidating Argento-esque, like, mani- and we never find out how he just controlled people. Yeah, like that's that. never fucking addressed. Which I, I kind of love. Like, I, I, I just find it like so cool that there's just this evil force that he just compels people to do stuff, and it just works. And there's nothing to explain it. It's just pure evil, I guess. Yeah, I love how the two things that are never explained is a. Is, is one, how the liquid, like, actually reanimates people and how it's created and how this fucking guy just hypnotizes people. Yeah, it's like we have these two evil mad scientists with these unexplainable points about them, and one of them is misguided, but the other one is so, like, consciously kind of yeah. Machiavellian. Like, he is so very much guided by his own, like... And, and what you were saying, too, when we were watching it, Braden brought up, like, it's just funny how, like, you know, he's been all these people have been brutalized and they're coming back to life. And he's just like, I'm just going to still get with this girl. <laughs> like that's his actual like bottom line. It's not really the ambitions for, for yeah, <laughs> solving yeah. death. And it, 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 I think there, I think Gordon was going after a sense of kind of tapping into the primal nature of man. And like, it really, Oh yeah. Are you a film know. student? Yeah. yeah I'm a film. But no, it's also, true. Yeah. Because yeah, like, right. what's the most primal thing that a, an especially bad man in a position of power can do or maybe desires to do. And it's get with the Dean's daughter, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah. Sub- subjecting like get people to like yeah. the yeah. most and like oftentimes like, and I think it works well too, because like the subject matter is talking about bodies. Right. And like, we're constantly seeing these like, um, at times frontal 
unav- like you can't look away shots of like someone sticking a Q-tip into like deep through this hole into mm-hmm. someone's forehead and stuff. Like there's obviously these God, kinds that of sound effect when you did it too. Oh, <laughs> like you know, but that kind of body horror, it's not done in the same way that Cronenberg does it, but it's just used. It's not quite like trauma or anything where it's like completely over the top. Yeah, it's but not schlock either. Yeah, it's there's close. A, it's close, yeah. but in it, it walks a fine line. Yeah, that, yeah, perfect way to describe it. It's like, and, it, and in its uniqueness, I think that it's kind of getting at um, subjugation and like how, what we do with power, like what science actually is, like these like liquids and stuff, mm-hmm. and what how how willing we are to just be able to do something with with a corpse. Yeah. You know, oh, like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how we think about bodies. It, it, I don't know. It's, I still have to think a lot about it, but it, it's very interesting. Well, how we think about bodies, how we respect bodies. Like no one, I don't think anyone in the show or in the movie respects the corpse as a person past, um, past death. Like there's still like that overarching uh, feeling of uh, the commitment to research. Yeah. And I think the only kind of, the only one that butts ahead, butts against that is Barbara Crampton's character when, when, um, when obviously your dad is dead, but still alive and, and she needs to, uh, she, she wants him better, but there's, there, she still cares for his body or him, even though he's legitimately dead. Yeah. So, I mean that, that, and it's that level of turmoil too, that like, where, like just no one can catch a break by the third act of this movie. Like everyone <laughs> is getting their due and everything is just going to absolute shit. And it's hilarious. Oh, it's, a down, it's a hard downer. Like, yeah, like everyone had a plan going in <laughs> and no one and got no what one they got want. Shit. <laughs> like even and even at the end, too, it's like a bummer of an ending. But like yeah. in a beautiful and almost poetic way, it's like, oh, God damn it like what, well, it's a, what a it, great but bittersweet ending it's it's a very lovecraftian ending of that just cyclical nature of like obsession and all stuff. over yeah. again is a sequel any good sequels excellent but uh, on very different grounds like it is mm. like so it bad it's good or like oh, okay. it, it's 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 no no it's good i think it's good i think yeah. it 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 works much more in the realm of frankenstein wherein the Herbert West lives. I can't remember if in the other cut of reanimator, he gets out alive. I can't because we watched the, what the definitive cut or something. His fate is left unknown, but he passes along the, the, uh, the reagent to Dan Kane. And that the last you see of him is what like wrapped around, like he's wrapped in large intestines and he's getting pulled into smoke. Uh, in the sequel, they're still, they're both, still students or no they go off to they're in a war they're like medical they're like doctors in a war zone hmm. and they're using the bodies in at at this war zone uh to further gather their their results of their experiments huh. and then they come back to arkham and miskatonic um wait that it's called arkham is it actually? Well, yeah, the town is Arkham and Miskatonic University's oh, in Arkham. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, all I yeah. can think of, this is so lame. I can't think about any real Arkham. All I hear is Arkham Asylum from the <laughs> Batman universe. Sorry, all go on. Hears. And uh, so they come back and I think Herbert West reveals, I haven't seen it in a few years, but he reveals to Dan Kane that he had kept Barbara Crampton's, like his girlfriend's heart. Mm. And he's like, we can rebuild her. 
You can we can have <laughs> your we your have the back, money or your fiance. What's it called? What's the line? We I, we, we, we have like, the technology. There we go. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I think our time is almost up. Uh, thanks for coming on the show today, Braden. My pleasure. Thanks for being reanimated too. I'm seriously so happy that I got to see that. It's Pick awesome. it up on uh, Arrow Video. It's a great yeah. Or a great uh, restoration. Okay, cool. And uh, yeah, so thanks for coming to the pod. All right. Yeah, there's your plug. Okay, okay cool. cool. Anyway, actually, you know, I find it funny that we haven't talked a single bit about cyborgs. You want to quickly plug that before we go? Uh, oh, I mean, yeah, your yeah. show is awesome. Yeah, we didn't. Fuck, we really should. That's like a big part of like your whole life as a filmmaker. I can come back, I guess. Yeah, you Maybe. will come back as a guest. We'll talk um, about cyborgs. I don't know. You can watch it on Amazon Prime. Well, if you, I'll put. <laughs> And that's I don't know where else. PSI. We'll put it. Cyborgs is a web series that Braden worked on. We'll put a link to it for the Facebook page in the show notes. Yeah, watch it. Uh, Big comment fan. on the IMDb page. Do it. Give it an all right rating. <laughs> Give it a Give seven. It. <laughs> Just destroy it on Letterboxd. Braden loves those. Seven point oh, yeah, four. I do. I do love the one star with the full on reviews. I I really do take a lot of pleasure in people hating my. F- <laughs> he doesn't say that ironically. And so I love that. Lars von Trier. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't Lars von Trier. <laughs> I've been duped. Um, yeah, that's those are the reviews I want. Okay, good to know. All right, uh, thanks for <laughs> thanks for joining us. And uh, yeah, um, so yeah, and to everyone listening, you know, rate, subscribe, tell your friends, listen to the podcast, and uh, yeah, good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.